This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You know how you feel like the whole forest is on fire and you're in the middle of it and you're like, oh, I don't know what's happening here. The whole forest is on fire, but there's really only one arson, one arsonist. Uh, and when you understand that, your not only panic goes down, but also, you know, wait a minute, I know how to fix it. So I'm going to give you a couple of stories. I'm going to give you the one on the gas stoves, uh, you know. Oh, we're banning them. No, we're not. We're definitely not going to do it. Wait until you hear the update on this one. Um, Pfizer and what Project Veritas released. Uh, and nobody is paying attention to one thing that he said. It's very, very important. And then what the Biden administration uh, did with AI and AI made for war turned it on us, the American people. Then I'm going to show you, oh, we know what this is. We know what it is. And here's the way to fix it. We'll do that. In 60 seconds, we begin. Amazing news. You're just uh, a tiny bit, just uh, if you're a tiny bit uh, tired uh, and you're not getting good sleep, oh, you're a mouse click away from the best night's sleep ever. I've talked about my pillow for years now, the amazing my pillow I sleep on every night, and uh, also the Dream Sheets. They're fantastic. The Giza Dream Sheets are now at their lowest price ever. They're coming in as low as $29.98. Just use the promo code BECK. The sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza cotton, ultra soft, breathable, but also durable. MyPillow makes a product that comes with a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love it, and you're going to sleep better. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the Radio Listener Special Squares. Check out the uh, sale on the Giza Dream Sheets, and when you click on the square, you're also going to find deals on other MyPillow products. Make sure you use the enter co- the uh, you enter the promo code BECK um, because that'll get you to all of the sales. 800-966-3117. 800-966-3117. Limited time only specials. MyPillow.com. All right, let me start with the Pfizer story. All right, if you don't know what the Pfizer story is, we have a guy who appears to be the director of research for Pfizer, kind of a high-ranking guy, on a date 
with another guy who was an undercover uh, reporter for Project Veritas. And he just starts spilling his guts about all the things that they're doing in Pfizer. And he said, you know, don't tell anyone. Promise you won't tell anyone. But uh, the way we do it, this experiment, the way it would work is we would put the virus in monkeys and we successfully uh, then we successively cause them to keep infecting each other. And then we collect serial samples from them. And then we come up with the vaccine. Okay, this is the way America has always done it. When we look at biological weapons, we make the weapons and make the vaccine. Okay, we want curable biological weapons. If you are if you're against biological weapons, which I am, that's totally fine. I understand. But we've been doing this as the United States government for a very long time, since the 1930s and 40s. So now are you comfortable with Pfizer doing this? I'm not. I'm not. He said, you know, we have to be very controlled to make sure that this virus, which could mutate, doesn't create something that just goes everywhere. I know. I've read The Stand by Stephen King. Um, you're, not, you're not supposed to do gain-of-function research with viruses regularly, but we can do these kinds of things, the structure mutations that make them more potent. Then he says that there is a relationship between Pfizer and the government regulators as a revolving door. He said that's pretty good for the industry, not necessarily so great for the average American. Because if the regulators who review our drugs, you know uh, that once they stop being a regulator, they want to go to work for our company or another company. They're not going to be as harsh on the company where they were getting their job. Okay, that's fascinating to know. You know and I know that there is a public-private partnership with drug and pharmaceutical companies and the United States government. It is well documented. We know that this public-private partnership is protecting Pfizer and others like them during COVID. And millions of dollars are going into these drugs from you. All right. Let me give you the next story. The next story uh, uh, started a few weeks ago, and it seemingly was over by the end of the week. And it was the war over gas stoves. And it started with Richard Trumpka Jr. Richard Trumpka uh, is somebody that was part of the Obama administration. He was he's I, I've, I'm not a fan of his. Let's just put it that way. Um, and he came out innocently enough on uh, television and he said, you know, we just got a new study in. And it shows the gas stoves are dangerous. And uh, so we're looking right now for public comment on whether or not we should regulate gas stoves because we sh- looks like we should get rid of them. OK, that's that's the most charitable way I can describe what he said. Um, I have my own theories on what he actually said and what he actually meant. But let's just leave it at the charitable. Then the press went nuts because. People started standing up and going, nobody's coming for my gas stove. And so they made it into a conspiracy theory. Well, wait a minute. You asked for public comment. I think the public comment was very clear. You're not coming for my gas stove. You're not stopping natural gas in my home. You're not stopping natural gas heat because that's the most efficient and the cleanest and also the cheapest way to heat my home. 
So the press said this is just a conspiracy theory. Now the Washington Post today comes out and talks about poor Richard Trumka. He just loves children. And all he was trying to do was make sure that our children are safe. And he, you know, he gets this, this, um, this peer-reviewed study out. And he's looking at it. He's like, hey, this, this is going to save children's lives. Mm-hmm, sure it is. And so in the article today in the Washington Post, he says, look, I, I, you know, I, I wasn't talking about banning things tomorrow. Even if we do ban it, it'll take at least a year or so. Oh, OK. OK. So it wasn't an immediate ban. It was something that would come in a couple of years, maybe. Oh, well, that doesn't sound like a conspiracy theory at all. Now, they based all of that on scientific research done with uh, climate warming money to give the government an answer on natural gas. Okay, so this is all climate warming money. And uh, I believe the study included government money, but we know for sure this is a climate, uh, uh, you know, uh, extremist study. Okay. Let me give you one more story and then I'm going to tie them all together. Biden administration and big tech adapts military grade AI to silence Americans worried about vaccine side effects. We have military-grade AI that is we use in foreign countries where we're fighting to be able to gather intelligence and gather intelligence and see who's starting things, who's dangerous, who's not, what's misinformation, what's not, how can we manipulate that? All done with AI. Well, the Biden administration, through the National Science Foundation, that's really important to remember, the National Science Foundation poured millions of taxpayer dollars into the form of grants to universities and private firms so they could develop censorship tools. Then they took those censorship tools and turned them against citizens in the United States. What's happening here? Pfizer. COVID. Misinformation. Uh, the, uh, the COVID emergency. ESG. All of these things. If you remember... ESG was a conspiracy theory until it was a conspiracy fact. These things ha- keep happening over and over and over and over again. And it appears that AI is helping paint those people who are telling you sometimes the truth into conspiracy theorists. Hmm. So what do all of these have in common? The year 1959. I'll explain 
and you will understand exactly what is happening right now and exactly how to fix it. 60 seconds. People who haven't suffered from frequent nor agonizing pain in their lives, they really don't understand what it is like. When you get up every morning, you're like, I can't, I can't do it another day. I just want to go back to bed. I got to get this stuff done. And then I just got to go back to bed. It is horrible, horrible. All right. So how can you get out of pain? If you were like me, um, when I was in just horrible pain for about five or six years, uh, I was ready to give up. And I had tried everything. And when you try everything and you've gone to all the great doctors and they can not give you any relief that doesn't zone you out, you dismiss things like relief factor. And that's exactly what I did. Look, no, you don't understand. My pain is really bad. And this little, you know, uh, all natural uh, inflammation reducer is not going to help. And I'm telling you, I was shocked by how much it worked. And that's usually what people say. They've been living with pain for a long time. They take it and they're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe this works. Three week quick start. Try it for three weeks. If it's not working within three weeks, it's not going to work. Uh, try it for 1995. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more month after month. It's relieffactor.com. 800, the number four, relief. 800 for relief. Relieffactor.com. Go there now and feel the difference. 10 seconds, station ID. There is something that you know one phrase from, but it was used to make people into conspiracy theorists. You know that one phrase as a mark of a conspiracy theorist. Which is the exact opposite of why it was stated in the first place. 1959. These words were spoken throughout America's adventure in free government. Our basic purposes have been to keep the peace, to foster progress in human achievement, to enhance liberty, dignity, integrity among people and among other nations. To strive for less would be unworthy of a free and religious people. Any failure traceable to arrogance or our lack of comprehension or readiness to sacrifice would inflict upon us grievous hurt, both at home and abroad. Got that? Unworthy of a free and religious people. And any failure that you can trace back to arrogance, your lack of comprehension, or being ready to sacrifice, is going to kill us. Crisis will continue to be. In meeting them, whether foreign or domestic, great or small, there is a recurring temptation to feel that some spectacular and costly action could become the miraculous solution to all current problems. A huge increase in newer elements of our defense, development of an unrealistic program to cure every ill in agriculture, a dramatic expansion in basic and applied research, these and many other possibilities, each possibility promising inside itself may suggest and may be suggested as the only way for the road in which we are to travel. Now, think of that. Think of what's being suggested. Because of global warming, 
only the ESG ideas are acceptable. We are taking farms away from farmers all over the world. We are telling them they can no longer use fertilizer, which has fed the world and stopped starvation. You can no longer, and it's not all of us, it's the elites, and it's based on follow the science. But each proposal has to be weighed in the light of broader considerations. The need, the need to maintain balance in and among national programs, balance between private and the public economy, balance between cost and hope for advantage, balance between clearly necessary and the comfortably desirable, balance between our essential requirements as a nation and the duties imposed by the nation upon the individual. Balance between action of the moment and the national welfare of the future. Good judgment always seeks balance and progress. Lack of it eventually finds imbalance and grave frustration. Got it? So if we don't balance, hmm, let's see, the needs of the many with the needs of the one, we're going to have an imbalance and it's going to be bad when we concentrate only on the individual, things can get bad. But we know for sure if we balance, uh, we lose all balance and we focus only on the good of the collective, history has shown us it always turns into a nightmare. So we have to find that balance between the two and lean towards the individual, but not forget the collective. He says, now, a vital element in keeping the peace is our military establishment. Our arms must be mighty, ready for instant action, so that no potential aggressor may be tempted to risk his own destruction. Peace through strength. Our military organization today bears little relation to that known of any of my predecessors in peacetime, or indeed to the fighting men and women of World War II or Korea. Why? What does that mean? We didn't have a standing army. The army disbanded. There was a war. We'd call people up. They joined the army, the military. There was no complex. Then World War I happened, and we kept an army going. Then World War II, we had to because of nuclear weapons. Our military organization today bears little resemblance to that known by any of my predecessors in peacetime. Until the latest of our world conflicts, the United States had no armaments industry. We would, we would move our factories like GM and have them make planes and tanks. We didn't have companies that were constantly building these things. He said um, we had an industry that with time and as required could make swords as well as plowshares. But now we can no longer risk the emergency improvisation of national defense. We have been compelled to create a permanent armaments, armaments industry of vast proportions. Added to this, three and a half million men and women are directly engaged in the defense establishment. We annually spend on military security more than the net income of all United States corporations. This was 1959. This conjunction 
of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experiment. The total influence, economic, political, and even spiritual will be felt in every city, state house, every office of the federal government. And we recognize the imperative need for this development. Yet, we must not fail to comprehend its grave implications. Our toil, our resources, our livelihood, our spirits are all involved. And so is the very structure of our society. Now, what does that mean? The very structure of our society, our Constitution, our Bill of Rights. Because we have to protect, you got to stand guard on those Bill of Rights because the government will start to say, but we're going to take that one away because uh, we got to protect you. And unless you're on guard, you'll give it to them and they'll never give it back. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. The military-industrial complex, he's warning, this is Eisenhower, five-star general, warning that there is a military industrial complex. That phrase was used to discredit anybody who was saying, wait a minute, military industrial complex, we need to question it. They'd immediately say, you're a conspiracy theorist to stop people from talking about whatever was trying to be exposed and exposed the way Dwight Eisenhower said, you as an American need to expose it. There's more in just a sec. The Glenn Beck Program. So, uh, you know, I, I, I think we all care. We should care where our food comes from, right? Um, we care about where our clothes are made. I strangely have Apple products, but I care that they're made by slaves. This is such a uh, such a problem. Uh, I care that they're made by slaves in China, but I still, for some reason, buy them. Here's the thing. Meat. American meat and chicken, 80% of it is not American. That is insane. Even if it has the little flag sticker, product of USA, that is a lie. That is a, that is a regulatory trick that they found to get away. We've got to save our farmers and our ranchers. Right now, the way to do it is goodranchers.com. I think this is the best. And they're offering over two pounds of chicken free in every box for a year when you subscribe to buy your meat at Good Ranchers. So you're going to get $20 uh, $20 off your first box. Use the promo code GLEN and subscribe today at Good Ranchers. You're going to start getting two pounds of chicken free in every box, and your price will not go up. GoodRanchers.com. Head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks. Mr. Bill O'Reilly is going to be joining us in about an hour from now. In case you tuned in to grab Bill, uh, he'll be giving us his uh, 
scope of the news here uh, in an hour exactly from now. You don't want to miss it. Now, I'm going over the problems of the world that we're all dealing with. We think that they're all unrelated, but they're not. They all come down to one thing. And the one thing they all have in common is a speech given by President Eisenhower in 1959, which was turned around. Most of us only know one phrase from it, the military industrial complex. And that was made to um, have people who were saying, hey, wait a minute, big government and big war they're in bed together and they're all profiting. And maybe some of these wars we shouldn't be fighting, but it's all because of money. The military industrial complex, the private public partnership between the government and things like uh, Lockheed Martin. You were discredited by saying, oh, it's the military industrial complex, which is what the five star general said. You need to stand on guard about so they made dwight eisenhower into a conspiracy theorist think of how thoroughly this has been done brainwash to take the five-star general president who's warning you against the military and making him look like a conspiracy theorist it's incredible but that's not all that he warned about and i want to give you uh, the rest of this This conjunction of an immense military establishment and a large arms industry is new in the American experience. The total influence, economic, political, spiritual, felt in every city. Um, We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic process. We should take nothing for granted Only an alert and knowledgeable citizens can compel the proper meshing of a huge industrial military machine of defense with our peaceful methods and goals so that security and liberty may prosper together. Akin and largely responsible for the sweeping changes in our industrial military posture has been the technological revolution during the recent decades. Now think, this is at a time when IBM was making computers that were that had less power than your phone and they were the size of a of a room. And he's warning you that technology is growing and it is going to be growing because of defense mainly All of this money will be poured in from the government. And you've got to be wary of technological revolution that is happening. And the tech, as he says, technological elites. I didn't know what a technological elite was until Apple, until Google. Now you know the names of these people and you see at Amazon, how much power they really wield. He says, um, in this revolution, research has become central. So who's paying for that research? It has also become more formalized, peer-reviewed, complex, and costly, A steady increasing share is conducted for or by or at the direction 
of the federal government. This is really important. A peer review study that government has just uh, conducted another study and uh, paid for uh, an independent study on how many times have you heard that? He's warning. Be wary of that. Today, he says, the solitary inventor tinkering in his shop has been overshadowed by task forces of scientists in laboratories and testing fields. In the same fashion, the free university, historically the fountainhead of free ideas and scientific discovery, has experienced a revolution in the conduct of research, partly because of the huge costs involved. A government contract becomes virtually a substitute for intellectual curiosity. For every old blackboard, there are now hundreds of new electronic computers paid for by the government. So what is he saying here? He's saying people used to be curious. They used to be in their garage and they tinker around. They'd come up with a discovery. But now everything is going to be so expensive and it's really going to be driven by defense that all of this money will be poured into our universities and into the studies. And they'll start giving you the answers the government wants. They'll direct all of the studies. The prospect of domination of the nation's scholars by federal employment, got it? Project allocations and the power of money is ever present and is gravely to be regarded. Yet in holding scientific research and discovery in respect, as we should, we must also be alert to the equal and opposite danger that public policy itself could become the captive of a scientific technological elite. Is this not where we are? It is the task of statemanship to mold, to balance, to integrate these and other forces, new and old, within the, within the principles of our democratic system, ever aiming toward the supreme goals of our free society. Another factor in maintaining the balance involves the element of time. As we peer into society's future, we, you and I, our government must avoid the impulse to live only for today, plundering for our own ease and convenience the precious resources of tomorrow. We cannot mortgage the material assets of our grandchildren without risking the loss of their political and spiritual heritage. We want a democracy and a republic to survive for all generations to come, not to become the insolvent phantom of tomorrow. He nailed it. If this was a dissertation today, I wouldn't change a word. I wouldn't change a word. Now, let me take you through this here for just a quick second. He's warning, and the only warning you ever heard was the military-industrial complex. But he is uh, also warning about a research and scientific um, industrial complex that will be more and more funded by the government. He's warning about the education-industrial complex that will more and more become a public-private partnership and funded by the U.S. government. 
He then warns of a technological elite and a scientific elite that could actually, in the end, hijack and control the government, which would also control the spending on what we are researching. So let me just take you through a couple of things. Climate control. We've been having this debate for 20 years. What happened? The science is clear. The scientists and the research done by the scientists, many of which are getting their money from government. They have to comply. And it's it's uh, you don't get any money. You just don't get any grants if you're against global warming. So all of that is been here and we all look at it and we say, "Okay, I believe this. I don't believe this. And I certainly don't believe the answers. But the scientists, along with the technology elites, have decided that that opinion is no good. And so they will silence that opinion. Now, how do you get it through Congress? Well, Congress knows they can't get it through. President knows he can't get it through. They've tried. So let's try something called ESG, where just like it happens in the scientific community, where you don't get any grants if you're against what the government wants to hear, you're going to have to get some outside money, and that doesn't compete. They went to the banks, and the government and the banks and insurance companies and everybody else colluded to say, look, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. That's not what the market said. That's not what the people said. Anywhere in the world, we're going to get rid of fossil fuels. We're going to get rid of eventually natural gas. We're going to try this solar stuff on social justice. This is why the government can call you a terrorist if you're against CRT. It's why you won't get your points in ESG because the scientists, the technological elite, and the government are all in a public-private partnership, and they are telling you what you will do. And they know, because this is the way they captured science before science, I think, captured them, it's all about money. So they'll take away your ability for money. This is why we're having the race and the sexuality in the G of ESG, the social justice, the energy in ESG. It's why the Wuhan labs... Big Farm, we we have the documentation that shows that private corporations, along with government institutions, colluded and lied. We know it. And then they tried through the technological elite to crush you. Because you were telling the truth and what you believed. Why are we sending tanks to uh, to Ukraine? Do you know how much money it's going to cost to replace all of this for the U.S. military? We're going to spend billions. Did you know that last quarter, um, uh, it wasn't McDonnell Douglas, it was the other one, Lockheed Martin, had a $2 billion profit in one quarter? The education industrial uh, uh, complex. You don't think that the government is controlling with the unions and a public-private partnership everything that is happening? Why would we give government the responsibility of teaching our children? Do you think they're going to raise a bunch of children to be skeptical of their government, to question their government? Of course not. 
It's why we have the bank bailouts and you didn't get a dime because the government needs the banks to fund their things. But they also need the banks to play along with their rules. So they'll protect them so they can keep the money flowing and they can control the banks. We have an industrial complex has replaced our republic. Stop listening to those who say, well, that's just a conspiracy theory. How many times are they going to say that and then prove that it's not a conspiracy theory? It's a conspiracy fact. When you say it, you may not have all of the pieces, and so you're putting one more piece in, and that makes a theory. But then when you have all of the pieces, and they admit it, and they are doing it, and you're seeing it in operation, that's not a conspiracy theory. You're not a conspiracy theorist. You're pointing out facts. And those facts show us that according to Eisenhower as president, we are going to lose our spiritual, our economic, and our physical liberty. Back in a minute. Getting your identity stolen, uh... It's easy at making sure it never happens. I mean, have a good time with that. I'm wondering how that's going to work out for you. It's never a, a pleasant experience to have your identity stolen. And, uh, you know, it's, you don't answer the doorbell and like, oh, I, uh, I was wondering if I could borrow a cup of your identity. That's not the way it happens. It's very, very sophisticated. Uh, one day you'll look into your bank account and what was there is gone. Your credibility gone. All right, it's important to understand that this is a growing threat and it is getting worse and worse and worse, and it is going to affect all of us. So you need somebody that is watching over. Now, nobody's going to be able to catch everything because it is so sophisticated and is changing so rapidly. But I think the best in the business is LifeLock. They have preventative measures to keep you safe as much as anyone can and access to a restoration team if you do end up having your information hacked into. That's where the rubber meets the road, honestly, because I mean, it, I, I, well, we can't watch every I mean, we can't uh, catch everything. OK, then why am I paying you? Because if we do miss something, we have a team that works to fix it. That's the important part, I think. It's LifeLock, 1-800-LIFELOCK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK, 1-800-LIFELOCK or LifeLock.com. Promo code BECK, save 25%. The Glenn Beck Program. They have closed Splash Mountain. I mean, uh, well, it was racist. The oh, racist well, we waterfall. Why that. not just call it racist waterfall ride? Yeah. Just we hate blacks. Yeah, we we whites only mountain. Yeah, have you noticed? Did you know? A lot of people don't know this. You know how steep that fall is mm-hmm. when you're in the log ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're going over that waterfall, there, there's another one for blacks only, and they all die. <laughs> really? Yeah, that's what Disney was doing. I knew it. Yeah, so they got I rid of that. It. Got rid of hey, that. What is, what's the real reason? It was based on Song of the South. Is that yeah, the, Song of the okay. South. 
Yeah. I, if, they've even no one taken, knows about that, by the way. Even you're taken, on the ride and you're just going down in water. That's what you're thinking about. Right. They've even taken the bum, 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 and erased it from all Disney tracks. That used to be when you walked into Main Street, that's the first thing you heard. Zippity doo da, zippity a, my oh my, what a wonderful day, plenty of sunshine. That's gone because it's so racist. It's gone. It's crazy. It's really incredible. It uh, is. Just absolutely erasing our history, our, our culture. All of it. Intentionally. And like, look, I'm not going to sit here and, and you know, uh, defend every entertainment decision made in the 1930s. Like, there's a lot that was wrong. But like, we should know about it. We should say this was the problem. We corrected it this way. That's a healthy way of society Oh, and changes. then you're just going to sing about Mr. Bluebird on my shoulder? <laughs> That's got nothing to do with oh racism. Oh, my gosh. Of course it does. Bluebirds? Mm. Why not a blackbird? <sighs> Such Great a point. racist. Great point. By the way, people are now selling the water from Splash Mountain as, uh, as an antiquity. The Glenn Beck Program.